I'm Brittany Elizabeth, and this is How to Be in Love. How to Be in Love is a series where we talk to people in happy, healthy relationships to find out just how they got here and what they do to keep their love alive. My hope is that witnessing examples of the good, the bad, and the beautiful of sharing a life with someone else will help myself and each of you to see to believe that we can have this too and that it's never too late to learn how. Welcome back everyone to another episode of How to Be in Love. I have another amazing couple here and I will let them introduce themselves. So if you would each tell me your name and pronouns. My name is Davin Ralston and my pronouns are she, hers. I'm Joseph Carlson and I'm he, him. Lovely, thank you. And can you give me your age range? I'm 37, but I will be 38. I keep telling myself I'm already 38, <laughs> so it maybe makes me work harder or something. Uh, but I'm 37 still. Yes, uh, I think I'm still 32. You I, are. I turned 33 soon. Would you consider yourselves introverted or extroverted or somewhere in between? I'm definitely introverted, although when I feel really comfortable, I'm like in the bookshop, I feel like I'm a little more extroverted. I'm like super, super extroverted because <laughs> I'm cancer with Capricorn. So like I both am like out and then I desperately need to go deeply in to recharge. Do you know your love language? I think I could guess what yours is. Okay. Acts of service and words of affirming words. Affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say those are your two. That's oh, what I do for you I don't know, or what I, I need? No, that's what you do for me. Okay. They say normally what you give is your love language too. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yours is physical touch and, and quality, quality time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Davin never wants to not be together. But I do always feel very, very grateful that someone wants to be with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you know your astrological signs, your big three, or just your big one? I am an Aries, Libra rising, Scorpio moon. Cancer and Capricorn, I think, rising, because when I was born or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you know your moon, though. I don't know. No, I don't. Can you each tell us a little bit about your caregivers and your childhood dynamic? So, my parents... They're going to be living next door. They're going to be living... (laughs) In this little apartment above the bookshop oh for the baby. She's kicking me. She's like, talking about me? <laughs> and yeah, they're awesome. They're still together. They're just, they're really funny. They're they're sticking it out, you know? And I guess mm-hmm. describing them like as caregivers, they're both very loving. We're a very like physical touch, effusive family, which is probably like why I'm always like clinging to Joe physically <laughs> and they're both extremely hardworking and very especially my mom she's like always thinking of other people almost to her own detriment I'm like mom you have to think about yourself some yeah and I have two other siblings and they're older I was the baby wow. I'm very fortunate because I had a very unusual kind of growing up both usual and unusual caregiving situation both of my parents happen to have different mental and physical disabilities mm-hmm. because of that they didn't quite get to be parents and other people made that decision for them mm-hmm. so i think that was very hard for them and so one time they were my caregivers mm-hmm. but then my caregivers also been my nana my mom's mom who passed away when I was 16 and she was very 
she was awesome. <laughs> she, she was kind, but she was not nice. And she was hilarious and she was foul mouthed and did things kind of ahead of her own time. And she, her soulmate passed away when he was young. He was 48, you know, had a heart attack. And, and then she passed away after she kind of, I moved in with my aunt and uncle and they were amazing, you know, stern, sort of straight laced kind of vanilla, but just, you know, wanted to make sure you did right. And I was always very much like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> but because of their influence, like I went from kind of being a wild, a purely wild child to, you know, Dionysic to having a little bit more Apollonian influence into my world. And that really helped. And then my grandmother, Ruth, who we are naming our daughter after. Oh my God. Yeah. She always told me she was just so happy. I was doing the things in my life that made me happy. And she told me that the most valuable thing in the world that you have are the relationships that you forge with people along the way. And so that's sort of a mantra uh, that I practice in my own life. So yeah, a lot of different caregivers. So I've always kind of formed family out of the people yeah. <laughs> around me, Who whoever. Yeah, well. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that may be why you're more extroverted. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, totally. That's a good point. Those were really big questions. Yeah. Wow, like, I mean, those are awesome. <laughs> Thank like, you. Yeah. yeah, the whole point of this is that I really want to try to gauge how people interact together and like what parts of your childhood lend to who you are today and how that shows up in a relationship. So, mm, yeah. Mm, so yeah. thank you both for, I mean, we're we're like 20% of the way through, but you're answering so honestly, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you meet, and how long have you been together? I'll tell how we met. Okay. Because I'm the reason that we met. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's I am. True. No, you it's a, true. You had an agenda. I did, for, I did. I didn't know that. So we're both actors, and being both actors in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia theater scene, mm -hmm. you inevitably have a lot of mutual friends. And one particular, shout out to Rex Daugherty, who runs this great company in D.C. called Solus Nua. It's a contemporary Irish theater company. And so anyhow, he happened to be in a show with her. But prior to that, he had produced some shows and I had seen Davin in promotional materials. I just saw her and I was like, that is such a fascinating person. <laughs> like, I really like, 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 she's so distinct. You know, I hope I get to meet her one day. And I got back from New Zealand and I was kind of like, I'm well, I'm going to head west and I'm going to, you know, just go do the full actor, go west. I can fit everything in, in my dog into my car and I'm going out that way. And then I saw that Rex was doing a show with Davin and I was doing a play, so I wasn't going anywhere quite yet. And previous before that, even though I saw her on Bumble and I swiped <laughs> like, you know, whichever the correct you know, the way is like, I'm interested in you is. And then she didn't, I, I got nothing back. I only used Bumble one night to be fair. So then, but I saw they were doing this two person show. And so I said, Hey Rex, can I get tickets to your show? You know, I really want to come see it, but really I just wanted to come see and hopefully meet Davin. And so he hooked me up and I went, you know, I saw the show and then you should pick it up from where you noticed me. In the oh audience. yeah. I, well, we were doing this show out in, further out McLean, of Virginia. the yeah, beltway and yeah. so it was never like fully packed but it was also a very interactive show so we were talking to the audience and i see this guy <laughs> sitting in a row like by himself his hood's up and he's like got his arms draped oh. and not really like interacting you know because we were doing things to make people laugh and stuff and he was just kind of straight faced and i was like who is this guy <laughs> he's like not into it fine 
got his arms spread out all over the chair. Nobody was sitting to the I left know. or right of me, so I, I was just comfortable. So, yeah. But then after the show, we all went out for drinks, and Rex was like, Joe, you should come have drinks with us. I can't well, believe you're it. So we were talking after the show in the little lobby area, and Rex, I could already see the machinations like behind his <laughs> eyes working. You know, He's like, yeah, we should have drinks, huh? Let's all go have drinks. And I was like, and I was thinking like, yeah. Thanks, Rex. You know, like he was definitely working it. And then we went and we had drinks. And I didn't even realize that he had this whole plan because he was like chatting up other people there. And I had noticed him at this point. I was like, he's really cute and like very outgoing and gregarious. And then he finally like. I'm not a like, I don't hit on people. Yeah, he was kind of going around, you know, talking to other people. And then we finally started chatting. But he didn't even ask for my number. So I left and I was kind of like. Oh, all right. Well, I guess maybe I'll see him again. But then, you know, there's the internet. So I Facebook friended you. Yeah. I was very excited. Oh. <laughs> I was home at the time with my mom and I was like, Mom, he messaged me. Why should I message back? So December 30th, 2016 16. was our first date. Hmm. So that's, it'll be seven years this year. Am I counting right? It'll be six s- years. Six years this December. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Close to five and a half. Sorry, that was very long. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. You notice I was just quiet. I, <laughs> I know. I'm hoping like, you'd figure you're it like, out. Yeah, I can't so you help you. were like 28. <laughs> yeah, I was 28. When you met, were you happy with your life at that time? <laughs> oh my God, my life was such a mess. <laughs> okay, cool. I had had gone through like a breakup and it was kind of messy. And my, I was moving out of this apartment that I had used to live in with this person. An English basement. In an English basement. So I was like trying to find a new place to live because I, you know, didn't want to be there anymore. And I'll tell you, real quick, I came over and I was like, there's some stuff here. Like there's like this bike or something. I think I asked about it. She's like, oh, that's my roommate. I was like, that's my old roommate's because it was my ex's, but he just never came to get his stuff. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to live here anymore. And but you didn't say it was your ex No, because stuff. I didn't want to talk no. about my ex, well, you know. Not. But I knew. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you for letting me, <laughs> going along with my ruse. Yeah. So in the middle of us dating, starting to date, I moved to this apartment in this building that ended up having horrible bed bugs. Oh, and I no. helped you. <laughs> Joe helped me move. Yeah. And then I had to immediately move out and all of my, I was like so stressed. We like got everything and we installed this Murphy bed. It was such an endeavor. I was in a show at the Folger Theater and so I ended up living at their out of town actor housing for like four weeks because I was like, I don't have anywhere to go. And then, yeah. And then actually we moved in together after that. And then during that, yeah, we were, it was on Valentine's Day because I was living at someone else's basement. (laughs) And I was happy with my life, but I was also lonely. I know that too, that feeling. But I was happy because I was still adventurous. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, here I am. I'm going to embark on this great adventure. And little did I know that it was an even better and grander adventure than I thought, than I knew of. And we were having Valentine's Day there. And then... You said you... You decorated the entire basement in hearts. Joe writes a lot of love notes. And I was never, I guess that's a love language too. But I did it for him. And I like decorated the whole room with different notes about like why I loved him and stuff. But I wouldn't say I was unhappy at the time that we met. But it was kind of an exciting time because it was like, I don't know what's happening. I... And then I was like, well, why don't we move in together? 
<laughs> We've known each other for not even two months. Which is totally against my personality because I'm not at all impulsive. But I also felt like the connection I had with you was just like so different from anything I've had. So I have that effect on people. <laughs> Can I get weird with you for a moment? Sure. I'm always really curious about the energetics of everything, like how you meet and what love is in general. And it seems like you were in that same place of like, being open to the unknown in your lives and being open to adventure and everything wasn't perfect, but you were just floating on that wave and then you just found each other in that way. That's, That's really such lovely. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Before we opened the bookstore, we did a play about two different sets of people at two radically different times in time and space, but who have a sensation of a memory of one another somehow oh. that they can't even themselves put their finger on. Yeah. And... I feel that profoundly with, with Davin and always have. Oh, Two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl <laughs> sort of thing. Do you remember the time when your feelings grew deeper for each other? Every single day, like whatever happened, whatever I learned, whatever we experienced together, I just remember thinking like, I don't know, somehow I feel like my love grows deeper and deeper. I remember when I was, when we were first dating, and I had kind of made the preemptive decision that I was like, I'm just going to date, you know, which I've never been that type of person anyway. But I definitely feel like there was a moment where I was in my dressing room and I was like, this is not just dating. And I'm going to decide to let myself really go and, and go there with him. And yeah, it was like once I let myself, then I was like, I'm just 100%. <laughs> His acts of kindness were so like beautiful to me. And this is this person who, like, I've met and, you know, he doesn't have a lot, you know, and he's kind of like in the transition and he's so artist and he doesn't, you know, have money to give away. And he's like buying this man a meal and a hot drink and it's cold outside. And, and he didn't make anything of it. He just like did it while I was sitting in the car and then he got back in and we drove away. And I don't know, just that was just such an incredible example to me of how you are just like so loving and your generosity is just like so all-encompassing. It's just, it really, I was like, I've never met anyone like that, so. That's beautiful. Yeah, sorry. Oh <laughs> it's okay, it's really beautiful. I know, it's hard to talk about those things without getting very emotional. <laughs> I think you're allowed to get emotional. Yeah, That's please. okay. <laughs> this is a safe space for everything. <laughs> so using a percentage, how much time would you say that you spend together? Probably like 95 We probably just time. been, I mean, especially like... Between, I mean, I wake up earlier than her. Okay. He gets like and a good maybe hour before... <laughs> I've started waking up earlier and I think he's kind of like, you're already up? It's only eight. And I'm like... Because <laughs> usually I'll sleep till like nine, but since I've gotten more and more pregnant, I just wake up earlier and he's like, wait, this is my time. Free time. <laughs> this is my quiet time where nobody asks me questions. <laughs> but especially like with the... I mean, Yeah. We moved in together and then it just kind of, we just got closer and closer because then we did the show together and we were living together and working together. And then we continued working together with the store and then the pandemic happened. So it was just the two of us here every day. We've definitely had times where we've had to argue things out, mm -hmm. but I don't know. We've been very like, we just work well together. Yeah. I love spending all of my time. <laughs> 
do. And that's like he, what I he's do. saying when he's like, when I'm like, I miss you. And he's like, we've literally been together all day. And I'm like, but we weren't like talking to each other and looking at each other. We were just like in the same space. We're snugging. Yeah. I'm like, we didn't snugging. get to snug. Yeah. She's asleep and like, I'm trying to wake up. And she's like, I need to snug. I'll snug for a little bit. And then, <laughs> sweet. And then, and then oh my we'll get goodness. up. And it's been good. It's been good for us. I think it's prepared us for parenthood. Yeah, I think it's prepared us for we've raised the trials of childhood. Child. Yeah, we've yeah. raised this bookstore child. And oh, absolutely. Now we have a It's little, a toddler. Yeah. I'm still not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite thing about each other? Like physical attributes. I was going to say she's going to say the sex. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I... <laughs> It's a safe space, whether you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that is, we are physically intimate. And I think, yeah, we have a very great intimate relationship. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean just sex. I mean, affection, care for one another, listening to one another, yeah. all that stuff that makes the other stuff possible, I think. And um, I love Joe's eyes. Physical oh. attribute favorite thing emotional favorite thing is joe really did pull me into the present moment because i am like the type of person who worries a lot i can't stop thinking about the future yeah you're like 10 steps ahead very arian yes yes and so that's been one of the like greatest gifts is that when i'm with him i just feel like i can be present i never was able to be on my own you know it's just like he brings that out of me that and also just your generosity which we've talked about but Mm. It's just so inspiring. Even sometimes I get frustrated because he's so generous that I'm like, okay, but like you have to take care of yourself and us. Like, what about us? Do you hear that? (laughs) That you said the same about your mom? Oh my God. Oh my God. You're so right. (laughs) That is actually very true. Well, the same goes for you with Karen because you care for other people. You have this incredible ability to take care of others and make put others before yourself. I have just such faith in you know whatever the great spirits of the (laughs) universe and whatnot that it's going to happen you keep doing the things that you feel compelled to do and if they're done in a good spirit like it's gonna happen you know for lack of a better you know language you know that my steps are ordered but davin is like this could happen this could happen happen. (laughs) we need to prepare for this i was making dinner or something downstairs and she's doing something i was like wait i need to tell her something and I ran upstairs to tell her something. And I wanted to tell her that I was so proud of her for everything she's done to prepare for for Ruth. She's done the registry. She's done the, maybe we got need this thing. We need, we need blah, blah, blah. We need this thing. And I'm like, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm a great yeoman. But she has prepared the soil because she thinks about everything that needs to happen. That's great teamwork. Uh, yeah. Seriously. It's very helpful. And then I love her love of family and friends. Those who come into her circle and her joy, like the joy she takes and little things that our dogs do or our family does and how much and how dedicated she is to her family. And while I have amazing family members, you know, blood and chosen and whatnot, I just, I was so happy to kind of come into a, a family that was so tight yeah. and how much and how dedicated she is and you know how much she honors her mother and her father. And there's something amazing about that. It, it's this like different approach to things and the way she can make people feel at ease and happy. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's really like a magic and it's not like a false thing. It's not an act. It's a power, you know, that you have. And it comes from a real (laughs) 
sincere place of caring for other people. What's the one thing about your partner that it took you time to accept or get used to? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's like immediately. Or she's just so damn stubborn and just oh, yeah. doesn't listen at yes. all. I know. Like, I'll tell you. I know. Oh I'm like, you're like, it's me. Yeah. It just oh dry. And like, I have to, and also not fixing things. Like, I've really gotten better at not trying to make you feel better or fix the thing that's the problem because i'm very much like well don't be negative and like but you'll feel some way about something that and if i ask you a question you do not answer the question that i ask <laughs> i answer all the questions around it yeah that's an answer in a way <laughs> yeah. well it's because my brain's like yes and let me tell you all these other 30 things that that brings with it but before the and yes like, ah! there's 30 things that go on there like because in my head it's like a web and i'm like i have to tell you everything I think the thing that took the longest for me to get used to, it's double-edged because it's actually something I really admire about him, but it also because it's so different from me. He is not super attached to a lot of physical things. And I have always been that way. And I think, you know, it's a family thing. Like my mom is that way. Like, and so I have this like attachment to objects that I deem and imbue with meaning. Like he has like a box of his like very important like tokens. Yeah. But other than that, he was like, you know, if we spilled something on a blanket or if we tracked mud on a rug, he's like, it's fine. It's just a thing. <laughs> and at first I was like very refreshed by that because I was like, oh, you know, sometimes I find my attachment to objects very like it weighs me down and it can really cause me a lot of anxiety. So I really admired that about him, that he had this freeness about like, I could put everything in my backpack and move to Chicago, you know, <laughs> at the same time, now that we share a home together, he still has sometimes this like, we'd have to lax- clean the dog's feet again. Lackadaisical, <laughs> yeah. yeah, where he's like, it's fine. It's just some milk. And I'm like, ah, it's milk on the couch. And we spent a lot of money on the couch when he walks in with his muddy shoes. And I'm like, the lack of attachment, which is very like Zen also on the other spectrum is like things get lost or misplaced. And sometimes they're important. Yeah. Or not cared for. Brock. I don't, sometimes I don't care for things as well as I should. Yeah. And I'm learning to, to be, I'm learning to be better and like mindful about that and, and try to and doing my best to improve that about myself. Yeah, but once again, you're at either end of the spectrum, and so it's a nice balance. It is, yeah. Yeah. Because it does help me let go. Like, I used to not be able to let go if something would get messed up, and now I have a little bit, at least a little bit more perspective where I can be like, this thing broke, whatever. We'll just get another one, or we won't. Or 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 it will be repaired. It's not like I need to have a meltdown. He's like, we have resolve. We can spray the resolve. You know, sometimes we watch wrestling in bed when we go to sleep. And, as one uh, does. As yes. one does. I hadn't like eaten very much. And so I had like a little bowl of cereal <laughs> in it. And I put it on my nightstand table and like then we fell asleep. Somehow like a pillow got and the bowl fell over. And I didn't even hear it. And Davin's like, there's the, milk on the ground. In the middle of the night. I'm like, was that milk? And I'm like, I don't care. And you're like, there's milk. I was like, and I just said, no, it didn't. No, it didn't fall. No, it didn't. And it totally did. And she knew it. And I was like. I got, I was like so mad. She wanted me to get up and do it. And I got, and I got up and I was like, fuck, it did fall. And I was like, I go downstairs and I, I'm like, I think I even looked at her like, you're making me do this. You know? yeah. But I was also, while I was doing it, I was like, I'm really glad 
that she's making me do this <laughs> because it needs to be done. I needed to take care of it. It needed to be addressed. And it was better that it did at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell me about one of your favorite memories together? Oh my God. There's just so many. Very first thing that comes to mind, and like I'm getting all emotional right now, is just when I saw her walking down the aisle. And there's great pictures of me just like ugly. <laughs> cry. I mean, just like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm so happy. But I'm just bawling. I was so happy. And she's like, I mean, it was pouring down rain and my best man is soaked and he's kind of, and he's balding and he's like resentful of it or whatever, but he had no, he had no hat on. He's like getting soaking wet and like Davin is like, it was just like, it didn't even touch her somehow, but she was walking down and I mean, it's the fullest my heart has ever, ever been. I mean, I felt like I could just burst right then and there. Like I never, I was never been so happier in love in my entire life. Yeah. Oh Except for now, too. <laughs> yeah, because it just keeps getting, you know, it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Our wedding was pretty, it was pretty amazing. There was a lot of really cool serendipity that happened on that yeah. day that made it super special. So can you talk about a difficult situation that you overcame? I think, honestly, it's just like financial stuff. Neither one of us is motivated by money. So while that's very awesome and fulfilling, it is hard. Even, for example, during the pandemic with the store, you know, there was times where we just like, we just didn't pay ourselves because we wanted to keep our staff on. I don't know. I think we just got through because we just talked a lot. And we were very just like open and honest about how we were feeling. And that helped at the very least. And it helped us be able to like, okay, we've talked about how we're feeling. Now, how can we get through it? And how do we straddle? And we just worked. We just like mm. hustled yeah. to get through it. Yeah. And I just had faith. I was thinking about we were coming back from that one wedding and, you know, we'd been arguing like a weekend. Oh, yeah. And we were just so tired of arguing <laughs> with one another. And we had to talk and we really talked through what the problem was and see i want to talk in the theater world like with my company of people that are like like family to me if somebody's stepping on your toes you know and we're gonna work it out and you didn't really come from no from not that. at all my family is like we just don't and i think my father would be more of a person who would talk it out because his side of the family just argue he's got a really big italian family and they'll just yell at each other and her dad is a cancer her brother and i have the same birthday so there's a lot yeah, of there's a lot of crabs. Like but my mom, who is really the most dominant force in our family, you know, came from a family that just were they'd have a fight, people wouldn't speak for several days, and then they would just continue as if nothing happened. So there was no acknowledgement, there was no apologizing. So I really didn't even know how to do that stuff very well at all. And that's actually been my most challenging work in our marriage is learning how to apologize and learning how to communicate what I'm feeling. It's even to the point where it's I have a hard time verbalizing what I'm feeling and thinking because I don't even have the language to do it. And we did. We had a fight that was like <laughs> that was like our worst fight. Yeah, we had some pretty big ones. And it took me driving home in the car while we were talking and realizing like that is what was going on with me it's Mm -hmm. like i don't have any examples of how to apologize like no one else in my family has ever said you know sorry to me when we've had a fight yeah and they only say sorry you know in the way of like oh i'm sorry that's happening to you but if we have a fight no one's ever said sorry davin i'm sorry that this i said this or you know it's like we just ignore it and then we move on after a few days so 
And then they show contrition through acts. Yeah. You know, like then now, I mean. They don't acknowledge it. it. There's just like a gift. There's a, yeah. There's acts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so since having that revelation, have your arguments become smoother? Yeah. Good. And I've learned sometimes she'll go, I don't want to talk about it right now. You know, but I know that we will get to talk about it. Like I'm able to use better language so that it doesn't feel like blame. It doesn't matter what my intention was. Mm. I mean, it does. I mean, there is an element that it matters. But if that was the impact, that was the impact. And I need to be responsible for that. Yeah. We'll also pin things like, okay, we keep arguing about the same thing. Mm. So, we need to kind of unpack this yeah. and like dig into it a little bit. Mm. And honestly, I think really the only fights that we have now are when we're both really tired. <laughs> we can always trace it back to like, we're both very tired right now. Sometimes in your relationship, when you're having conflict with your partner, you're both dealing with other things mm-hmm. or you're both dealing with the same other thing element. And when you can step back you know, go up into a little helicopter or whatever just for a moment and kind of see that we're actually pretty solid, but we're having this other compound that's Outside being influence. Yeah, that's being injected into this. I see. And so we can identify that that is part of what the source of the tension is. So that kind we of can help We actually may be on the same page. There's mm. just something outside that's causing us yeah. anxieties or stress. When you're apart, what's your favorite thing to do alone? Take a bath. Mm. <laughs> garden although we do that together as yeah, well but yeah. i also like to do it alone i me too i go out and de- <laughs> I, I deadhead by myself is that cutting off all the because the okay. they last much but we grow wildflowers or we did last spring it was the first time i've ever had a i've ever had a garden and, yeah. a, and then we did a veg- david kept wanting a vegetable garden i was like i'm not spending any more money on dirt you know what I mean? yeah, and then we, we grew it. I was like, "This is great. I love it's this." Very, yeah. I have a lot of plants too, so I'll, I could get really wrapped up just looking at my plants and noodling with them. <laughs> yeah, going on like a big like bike ride, like a two-hour, just like exhausting myself or lifting weights and acting. You know, we still act, and I did a film, and I reconnected with how much I love being up late at night all by myself going over my script and walking around and being a madman. You know, my room all by myself, built, developing the character and working the scene and, yeah. and playing it out. We'll have a lot of listeners who are single and looking for love. So do you have any advice that you would offer someone who's looking for a serious, successful relationship? I feel like a lot of people, you know, are looking for something or trying to find the thing and are going to go and date and do that. And that's fine because it's fun to do. It's fun to date people, meet people. But ultimately, like, you're going to happen across one another. And when that happens, you know, listen to it. Even if you're afraid, like, I met dad. And like I said, I'd seen her before and I thought she was incredible. And literally, like, I had this checklist of all the things I needed in someone if I was going to marry them. She literally checked off every single box, except she talks during movies. <laughs> now she's kind of do it sometimes. And sometimes she'll be like, no, <laughs> and I'll do it. And I'm like, well, then I'm not watching the movie anymore. You know, but she checked off every single box. But stuff like that used to be a deal breaker. Oh, God, like you talk during movies? Like, I can't do with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you fuss about things? Like, she can get fussy and I don't complain. But again, like, we've learned that that's valuable. Those little things that you think are really important ultimately sometimes don't end up mattering. And yeah, or matter in a way that is actually good. And so anyway, that I was going to head out west. I was going to go do my whole thing. And I met her and I thought, okay, well, either I do that or I'm with her. And we went on our first date and I almost didn't even want to like kiss you or whatever. 
you know, because I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I can tell that she's an amazing person. And the last thing I want to do is hurt her in some way. But I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I had no say in <laughs> the matter, resist. really. No, but I do because it's love. So you make the choice. And then I decided, all right, well, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do what I thought I wanted because what I really want is this person, I think. Yeah. And so I just listened to it. Yeah. And even when I found out she talked during movies, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I think just listen when it happens and don't try to push for anything. If it's there, it's there. Just yeah, I mean, and I think to go along with that, like practically speaking, hobbies. My sister is so funny. She's a rock climber and we, Joe still does. I obviously can't, but I haven't in a while. But she's always like, if ever I have a single friend, I'm like, just go rock climbing. There's so many hot guys. But oh, yeah. I also, I do feel like, I mean, it's and well tricky, employed you know, because rock climbing is an expensive, an expensive hobby. hobby. Oh. Yeah. So if you so, want to meet somebody who probably is, is also fit gay, and yeah. like probably smart and, you know, got, has their shit together, but also just like having a hobby and also having it be something you're passionate about. Because I think that a person who is going after what they want you know, where I was when I met Joe is like, I am going to fully dedicate myself to doing theater. And I quit my job. And I was like, this is what I want. And that sort of passion and confidence that you invest in yourself is very attractive to other people. And that usually, honestly, and I, I know it might be cliche and people say it, but it's like, I think you find someone when you're not looking for them. And more importantly, when you're investing in yourself. And you're investing in doing something that brings you a lot of joy and a lot of confidence and a lot of passion. So like either that's a hobby, which like you want to join a running club or you want to take a painting class. Like I, you know, was like, I I don't even know. I've taken some class, you know, I was just like, I'm just going to have fun and do what I want to do. Yeah. So I think that that is really a really good way to find someone who's like, wow, this person is like shining. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. This has been wonderful. I just have one last question for you. This is a moment of shameless self-promotion. So oh, great. Just tell me all about what you're up to, where people can find you, your social media, things like that. All the things. All the things. So we're at physically at Charm City Books, the bookstore in Pigtown in Baltimore, Maryland. We have an Instagram and a YouTube and a Facebook and a Twitter. It's all at Charm City Books. Mm-hmm. Our TikTok is at Charm City Books Be More. Which is a very fun TikTok. Ooh, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And a website, charmcitybooks.com, oh, right. where you can shop online and place orders for pickup in-store or have it delivered locally in Baltimore, Towson, Albertus, Hailthorpe, Catonsville. <laughs> I do it all because I deliver your the books. Delivery and we'll make sure it arrives in pristine condition. <laughs> if you want, you can add some ice cream sammies to your order now that we're approaching the summertime. And if the weather's good, I'll be riding, pulling up on my literary rocket, a 125cc Honda Super Cub, <laughs> all branded out. And you can also ship anywhere in the country for a flat $5. And also your books are going to arrive in pristine condition. We take great care to make sure that they are wrapped we have a whole process yes yeah cardboard on top of paperbacks wrapped up but not too tight so that it doesn't warp the spine joe teaches everyone yeah a quiet box is a good box yeah that's what she said yeah (laughs) Uh, it was just sitting there sorry uh, all right please please and then yeah we are on the third floor of charm city books too at studio 782 and I've been an actor most of my life. 
and I'm a I'm pretty good. I got some awards and stuff, and I have a feature film called Historical Film that is due out in the fall of 2022. Picture should be locked this summer. And I offer coaching, one-on-one coaching, pairs coaching, scene study, audition taping, affordable headshots. And you can book the space too if you want to take photos or film a podcast or whatever whatever it is. <laughs> We're doing all kinds of stuff up here. We're building a digital content coalition of creatives. We'd love for you to come and join us. What about Between Two Succulents? Oh, yes. Yes. So the pandemic hit and I watched these really long conversations with authors, which were really cool, but I don't have an attention span for it to be on Instagram that long. So I thought, well, it would be really fun to do a 15-minute formatted interview show where we brought leading literary voices and asked them existential questions about houseplants. And so that's what we do. And we've had all kinds of amazing people join the show. And we also hyper-focus Baltimore creatives, leaders, entrepreneurs, and artists as well that we like to include on the show to amplify the work that they're doing. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And if you tune in and it's an author, you can win a copy of their book. Or like this week, we had Nakara Campbell from Urban Charcuterie and one lucky viewer won free charcuterie board. I know. I wish I had Gosh, that's beautiful. I know. Seriously. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both so much. This has been How to Be in Love, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. 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 Thank you.